Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining me today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is J.J. Masney. J.J. is the head bowling coach at Midland University. For more on them, you can check out MidlandAthletics.com. J.J., Tim Berg, and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm happy to be here. All right, J.J., well, you guys are in your second season at uh, Midland University. So let's talk about just the whole process in, in the college deciding that they wanted to start a bowling program, them approaching you, and, and take me from there. How does it, how does it go? How the rest of the story go? The very beginning, uh, five years ago, was uh, was uh, when I was hired at actually a, a, a sister school, a rival school, Dana College, not far from here, uh, to, to build a team for their school. Uh, and when the entire process went down, it started in October. By July, uh, I had recruited 29 kids to, uh, to start that inaugural team there at Dana College. July 1st, Dana College closed due to uh, financial, financial stress, July 1st, 2010. I got a phone call on July 2nd from the president of Midland University asking if I'd be willing to uh, to bring my team and bring my kids up the road here to Midland, start the team there instead, and uh, five years later, this is where we're at. So it's uh, uh, born from the ashes, I guess you could say, but uh, but we've uh, we've had our fair share of success along the way. Yeah, and you you said you had uh, you know recruited a, a lot of young great bowlers, and and we recently had you guys here at at Storm headquarters in Brigham City, Utah, and it sure seemed like you guys enjoyed the tour. And, uh, you know, what was it like kind of having an idea from the outside on what a bowling ball manufacturing plant would look like versus what you, you know, actually saw when you're here experiencing that? It's hard to say. I mean, I don't know if they, I didn't let them know that we were going until we got there. So it was kind of a surprise. But uh, as far as what their, what their uh, you know, preconceived notions might have been as to how things worked or what it might look like, I couldn't tell you. But I know that they were really fascinated by just the process and, and how intimate it really is. I mean, you, you think of, you think of production of sporting equipment being this, this huge expansive, you know, process and, and, and long drawn out. And, and we got to see it firsthand where it's, you know, it, it's really, you know, it's hands on, you know, the, there's a lot of people that, uh, that, that uh, put their hands on these pieces of equipment before they, before they're released into the marketplace. And, and it's a, you know, it's, you know, as big as the name storm is and, and river grip is, that it's it's really you know it's a it's a small operation and and they just crank out a lot of awesome products so it was it was really really awesome to see my kids geeking out real bad <laughs> when we're walking around the walking <laughs> around the facility and, and seeing how things work so it see it seemed like that it seemed like their eyeballs you know they they were real wide and kind of taking it all in and uh, you know but you're right it it is still a we still are a family owned uh, business here with Bill and Barb Christman and they're. Uh, they're still involved in the, uh, you know, in the day-to-day stuff and around here a lot. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely a pleasure having you. It was a lot of fun. Like I said, it's, it could be, you know, it's a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience for some of these kids. They may never get to go back there and see that again. And to, uh, you know, to, to be there and share it with them, it was pretty special. Well, J.J., you graduated in 2008 from the University of Nebraska-Omaha. You were bowled on the team there for four years. What um, What's one of your more memorable uh, moments when during your collegiate bowling career? Uh, I will never forget uh, my junior season uh, at sectional qualifiers in Blue Springs, Missouri. 
uh, and that was the that was the season that uh, that my buddies and I on the team we qualified to go to the national tournament. Um, we were, you know, just an afterthought. We we I mean we just weren't you know we we were good players. We we were still learning how to play the game at the collegiate level, and, and with all the talent that we had, we we probably just hadn't hadn't uh, realized it just yet. So if we went into that tournament with uh, without a whole lot of expectations, played real free, and and um, we managed to snag one of the four qualifying spots to get to the national tournament. I'll never forget it. It's, uh, you know, we, we always talked about it, what it would be like to go and to, to qualify. And, and uh, we knew it was a long shot, you know, from the very beginning. And, and after the last shot was thrown uh, that weekend, it was just, uh, it was a surreal moment. You know, the national tournament was, was in itself, you know, something to behold, but, but just getting there and qualifying, you know, it really, really set something off in me that day to know, you know, what it was like to, to have, have your dreams, you know, really, really come to light like that. We'd never, you know, we'd never, never stop believing that we could do it. But uh, when it actually came true like that, it was, it was like nothing I've ever been around before. I mean, it was only, only the six of us, you know, we were just a club team. We, we had to pay our way for most of that stuff. And, and to, uh, to see all that stuff come true, it was, it was, uh, I will never forget it. And I'll never forget those, uh, those other five guys that were there with me and our coaches. Hey, talk to us a, a little bit more about that. You mentioned, you know, being a club team and the challenges of, you know, having to, you know, do some kind of fundraising and, uh, you know, financing the trips and, and all that stuff. Is that something that you're a uh, pretty big responsibility that you have for your situation here at, uh, at Midland University as well? Or, or what, do you, what do you guys do as far as uh, raising money and funding everything? We're, uh, we're very well backed by the university here as an as a NAI varsity team. Um, Midland has really, has really stepped up from the very beginning and, and shown a commitment to, to wanting this program to be successful. And to, to giving us an opportunity to be to be successful at the highest level, but uh, uh, coming from a little bit more humble background myself, I understand what it's like to to have to you know to scrimp and save and to you know to do whatever you can to put together an event worth of funding, let alone uh, an entire season. So we've we've uh, you know, we've got good backing from the school at Midland, but uh, from where I come from, it's a uh, it, it, it's another another something to be able to you know to, to take a step back and say, look, you know, we need to we need to go out and raise a little bit more money so we can. So we can take you know take a step up, you know that sort of thing. So we uh, every year we do a little fundraising here at Midland so we can expand our schedule, give our kids a chance to do things like like go to Las Vegas like we did here this spring, you know, and stop by the storm the storm headquarters on the way home, uh, you know, something that you know to make them appreciate what it's like to do a little you know do a little of that that kind of work behind the scenes to uh, you know to let some of that uh, you know that that more fun stuff come to light later. So talk about the importance of educating. Uh, talk about the importance, rather, of education versus the bowling and the athlete of, of your team and the guys and, and gals that you coach. Oh, it's, well, it's paramount. It's uh, you know, it, you, you come to school and you come to school. It's you know, the number one goal, and it's it's in, in our handbook of rules that the, you know the reason you're here is to is to graduate and achieve a degree. You know, and bowling is a is a privilege and is not a right. So it's um, you know. That sort of thing is really put at the very forefront of, of what I got my kids working on here. We've had we've put together outstanding team GPAs over the last the last several years. Uh, our team GPA the last three years has been over 3.1, which I consider to be quite good. You know, that's that's well above a B average. Um, very good, yeah. But the, you know, but uh, you know, the biggest thing is you know, and and we all know this that the majority of us that are bowling at the collegiate level are not going to go on and make a living throwing a bowling ball. You know, there's a chance that you may may be able to find a niche someplace. 
uh, running a pro shop or maybe maybe joining joining a corporation and, and, and doing that sort of thing. But the majority of us are, are going to have to go on to other things in our lives, and uh, you know they need to be prepared for that by you know by achieving good academic success, you know, getting a degree and, and starting to forge relationships in that, you know, in the field that they're looking to, to, uh, to go into after college. So it's uh, really important to us here that, and me especially, that, that they, they work real hard in the classroom to, uh, you know, to set themselves up for success after they're done here. Well, those are, you, you mentioned there are three of my favorite words, getting your degree. That's, that's awesome to hear. Hey, I got a question for you uh, too, JJ, here about the uh, NAIA varsity that you had mentioned, is that something that you think a young bowler should take into consideration when they're trying to choose, you know, what's the right university? You know, do they participate? Are they under the NAIA umbrella or NCAA or USBC collegiate? Is that an important decision for a, a young player when they're trying to decide where to go to school or, or not so much? I, I think it is. And, and it's, uh, it's important for, for prospective collegiate athletes to, uh, to take notice of what the differences are, and the NAIA is a uh, is basically you know it's a small college version of the NCAA. It's you know it's a governing body, uh, and at this point we have our own set of rules and regulations that uh, that oversee how teams are you know how teams are are governed. Uh, but the NAIA teams still compete under the USBC collegiate umbrella. So the the advantages uh, are that typically NAIA schools offer scholarships. Uh, for bowling, uh, typically there are funded programs through their athletic departments. The trade-off there is that a lot of times NAI schools are private schools and then are somewhat more uh, pricey, you know, expensive to start with before you get into the financial aid portion thing. So it's it's a it's a give and take in most atmospheres. USBC Collegiate Umbrella, you know, oversees everything from from NCAA to NAIA to club team. Uh, the biggest thing is that it, that the kids have to take a look at number one what they want to study and where they're going to be able to get a degree that they can you know, that they can that they can shop into the job marketplace afterwards. And if you know, the area of study is, is number one, if you can't get what you want, then there's no point in accepting a scholarship and going to school someplace that doesn't offer your degree that you're after. So, you know, it's it you gotta you gotta lay things out, and that's what I always tell our, our prospective our prospective student athletes is you know first of all look at your degree path and look at that versus other schools that offer it. And then, you know, once you once you have a good feeling for what what they offer you academically, then you should be able to choose based upon based upon that, you know, what bowling teams or what bowling programs are 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 most desirable for you. There's all sorts of options out there. Last I checked, there was over 175 different uh, teams out there that uh, you know, are offering intercollegiate bowling from <laughs> from you name it, from the East Coast to West Coast. There's there's options all over the place, you know. You got to get it set up in the city, in some place you can you can see yourself living for four years and and playing for a coach that you can see yourself taking orders for him for four years. It's uh, you know you just got to make make certain that everything is right for you. So JJ, talk about your team and just uh, some of the things you work on and how you help keep their mental game. I mean, I'm looking at the book right now in front of me, uh, the Dr. Dean Hinnant's book, focused on bowling, which goes into the mental side of things. How are you able to take some of these young uh, young minds and and help them? to focus on their bowling game and help them to understand when they make one bad shot, it's only one bad shot. That is an excellent book, by the way. But, uh, uh, you know, it, the toughest thing about, uh, the toughest thing about collegiate play is that, that a lot of times these kids come from high school backgrounds or junior tour backgrounds where they're the guy with the ball or they're the, you know, they're the one with the ball when they need it. So you get here and you have to give that up. 
and that's, uh, that can be a blow a lot of times to a kid's confidence level. You know, sometimes that kid that bowled five, the 5'10 in high school and, and throwing the shots for, for, uh, you know, for the cheddar when you need it. And that kid gets put in the, into the two seven hole someplace in college and, you know, maybe feels like their, their role has been, uh, been diminished in some way, shape or form. And that's something that we battle that day in and day out. You know, there's, we brought in a lot of quality young players and, and they have to, you know, learn to understand that everybody's role is important in its own right. And, the sooner that you can embrace that and play that role to the best of your ability, then you can, you know, then you can have a chance to advance or you can, you know, the team has a chance to do what is, what is necessary or what we want to do. And that's, that's, it's tough. And, uh, you know, there's, that's the reason why the season is so long, you know, we're able to, we're able to, to uh, give kids a lot of opportunities and, uh, you know, see how they fare in, in any given situation. And, you know, the, the long and the short of it is that a lot of times they're going to fail they're gonna, you know, they're gonna, they're going to, uh, they're gonna throw a bad shot someplace where they, they wish they hadn't, and they're gonna have to get over it. And uh, you know, their teammates are gonna pick them up, and we're gonna move on to the next. So, and you know, I really felt like, feel like the 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 in competition portion of things is real, really key to get those kids, you know, ready to play and, and ready to continue to play and give us a shot at winning national titles. They've got to get themselves into those high pressure situations and learn what it feels like. And sometimes you're going to have to fail, but uh, you know ultimately, if it, even if you do, you know we're going to take a step back then on Monday, Monday after competition, talk about it and see what we can do better to avoid that sort of thing next time. Yeah, there definitely is some pressure involved when you're talking about you know competing at the highest level. And and um, final final thing I have for you, JJ, I was uh, watching just recently, just last month, they had the Team USA trials, and Erin uh, McCarthy, heck of a bowler, and she she was from Midland, was she not? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she. Uh, she. Uh, I've known Erin since she was just a little kid, and uh, she. Uh, she went to the University of Nebraska, uh, and for a year, turned out that that wasn't uh, didn't work out for her very well. It, uh, it took a toll on her mentally and some other things. So, uh, she left that team. And she she came calling after she'd been there for two years and and asked if there'd be a spot for her here, and I said absolutely because and I understood what uh, what kind of potential she possessed. Uh, she played two outstanding seasons for us here. And uh, her her game just continues to progress, and it's it's insane uh, the drive that that young lady has, and and what uh, what she what she brought to the table for us as a competitor. Uh, she's a great leader. She was never going to be uh, never going to be denied. And, you know, she, she might have lost, but she was never lost a few times, but she was never going to be satisfied with that. And uh, and that was pretty evident by uh, you know when she was with us. She she led our girls to the to the to the TV finals uh, in 2012. You know just just torched them when we were down in Lincoln that weekend. And uh, one of the most viable players of the 2012 national tournament. Uh, she's just an outstanding young lady, a, a fierce competitor. And, and I'm really, really proud of her for what, uh, what she's accomplished in her selection to Team USA. She really deserves it. And I think she'll represent, uh, represent that team in our country with, uh, with some just ridiculous talent. Well, great stuff, JJ. It was a pleasure having you on. Uh, keep us informed on how things uh, things continue to progress there at Midland University. If, there ever, if there's ever anything myself or Steve can do for you, let us know. We'd be more than happy to help. And uh, like I said, all the best of luck as the uh, the season continues here. Hey, guys, this was a great experience. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, like I said, thanks again, Steve and his staff there at Stone for letting our kids invade the, the headquarters for an afternoon a couple weeks ago. That's uh, something we'll never forget.